So just a um, real quickly uh, a, a text um, that speaks into really what our mission conference is, is uh, all about and what it means for each one of us. Just some words from Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. And just open up your hearts to this truth, um, not only now, but as you hear each speaker um, and what it is that they bring and the things that they share. Jesus, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, spoke these words. He said, verse 14, You are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a lamp, uh, light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I know that that's... Um, Something that we all can work on, right? Whether it's individually or together as a body of Jesus Christ, uh, to be that lamp. And it's interesting as you read this passage, it, it's written to people, groups of people, but when he speaks, when Jesus is speaking, he speaks in the singular. He, he doesn't say put lamps, he says a lamp. That's because he's speaking to us as individual people as well. And I just hope that more than anything else, especially on this morning, you realize that you are a lamp. You are a bright light simply because of the presence of Jesus. And he wants you to shine, to shine in a time of darkness and in things around you and in the midst of all of the swirling controversies of all of the issues, to be able to shine bright, to be that, that hope, that that beacon that speaks to people around you, people that he's placed in your life, at work, at school, in your family, the relationships that you share, to be that light and to see the personal ministry that he's given to you right where you're at simply because of who you are. You have relationships with people and special relationships that nobody else has. And so you have a tremendous opportunity and privilege to speak into those and to bring that hope and to be that light. And we certainly have that together as a body of Jesus Christ. And I hope that we avail ourselves of it. You know, we have partnerships with the ministries that are going to be um, represented this morning and then other ones that we know of as well. And that's part of our vision at Rehoboth in terms of who we're going to be. We're going to seek opportunities. We're going to leap into them. We're going to seize the day to try to impact our world, yes, half a world away, but right out our back door. So it's a great start to a mission conference with having local ministries come and speak. But I surely hope that as you do, as you hear them this morning, you think about being a light right where you are. Without uh, any further words, I'd like to introduce um, our first speaker this morning as I'm looking for the note card where I put it. Uh, it's my privilege to present um, and have uh, introduced Bridget Roberts, who is Executive Director of Life Resources, been there approximately four years in different capacities, now serving as Executive Director.
Especially if you don't have the support of a significant other or father. I had my sister call you guys, which you were very understanding. Um, made an appointment and I got here, I felt comfortable. Um, I laid it all on the table and you guys fished through it somehow, some way, and gave us the courage to we needed to reassure us that we were able to do it. I remember hearing that heartbeat for the first time. It's so just amazing. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it's I didn't think we could do it. I thought no way. Yeah, yeah, I thought no way we could do it till till we, yeah, we did some talking here. I didn't have the lifestyle for it. Really. I almost set an example for like our kids and our friends. They can see how we do it. July, I come home and there were some people in the yard and there was a lot going on saying that somebody's been electrocuted, so. I woke up and they were putting a neck brace on me, cutting my clothes off. I just remember just hurting, everything hurt. Do you remember me saying yeah. that we had a baby on the way? I don't remember anything. No. no. Just kept saying <laughs> it to you. The next day, I called Kendra from here. Um, just another support. I couldn't have done it. It's nonstop miracles. It's they look at me after like three days and it's like no pain or my wounds didn't even look the same. And they're like, whoa, no way. It's just unbelievable. Told you you're not good enough. Well, you told you you're not right. Well, you told you you're not 
never been to most religious man. I mean, so for my for my children, I want to be there. I want to be the best that I can. Show them how. No matter what you're dealt in life. I don't know if you saw the one um, picture where his hand was amputated because of the burn, but um, we got a call that weekend where he did get electrocuted and fell off a roof, and the message on our answering machine was her in tears describing what happened and said, can you guys pray for us? We don't know of anybody else in our lives that would be able to pray for us. And so it really was a unique bond we had with this particular couple, but you guys provide us the ability to allow people to walk in our doors. A lot of times they're scared, they're fearful, they're sometimes angry, where we can just process with them, give them facts, allow them to be real in a safe place. And then hopefully the desire is that they walk out our doors with hope, that they feel like they can take a breath and they, they can do it. They can keep moving forward, and either in the clinic or the parenting program, to be honest, at times. So, again, thank you for what you allow us to do. It's huge. I would love to tell way more stories. We had a couple of people get saved in this last couple of weeks, and um, two other people who had abortions scheduled and canceled them. And we have a ministry that goes out to people who um, have had an abortion or paid for an abortion, been a part of abortion in the past, and now just trying to emotionally walk through that secret and so we care and you guys allow us to love on people thank you for letting us do that
thank you, Bridget, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to partner with you and uh, Life Resources and all that it is that um, you're doing and a lot of different things. And I think that's going to be one of the uh, things that we're going to regret, I think, as a nation is um, the, the stance that our country has taken on that, hopefully not for too much longer. Praise God for your efforts and for giving hope to people. Thank you so much. Uh, another uh, organization that is about hope is Community Hope. And we're um, blessed and have the privilege this morning of having uh, Jennifer Pugh here this morning with us, who is the director of Community Hope. And she's going to speak about what it is that they do and the partnership that um, they're having with others in the community. So, Jennifer, welcome. Well, good morning, Rehoboth Church. It is good to be here again to be able to say hello to you and to share with you what Community Hope has been doing. Community Hope is a nonprofit faith-based organization, and like many of our faith-based organizations, we really are here to be able to share the love and the hope of Jesus Christ with the people who are right around us in our community. Community Hope does that through mentoring relationships, through providing food for, uh, by helping churches to be able to do ministry together, and by providing for other needs that families have right here in Masaki County. If you go back a few years, really Community Hope started as just a couple of ministries that Lake City Christian Reformed Church was doing. We had been there, uh, my husband and I had been there for about six years now, and within the first year that we came, Kids Hope and Backpacks for Kids got started. And you folks are, are very familiar with Kids Hope. Well, we got that ministry going, and then Backpacks for Kids, which provides food for children who are at risk of not having enough to eat on weekends uh, there at Lake City Schools, and we got those things rolling. But I want to tell you that it didn't take us very long to figure out that the needs that Masaki County was experiencing were way bigger than what just one church really should even begin to take on. And so we began to look at other ways to be able to meet those needs. And eventually we got to the place where we realized we just really needed to launch a whole new organization. And so Community Hope was born a whole separate nonprofit organization, faith-based, to be able to partner multiple churches together alongside businesses, alongside other agencies, alongside others who had the same heart we do for being able to share the love and the hope of Jesus Christ. And that was 2017. So since then, we have had much happen. We continued on with our Kids Hope, but we were able to bring in multiple churches. We have now trained people from five different churches to be able to mentor in the schools. We continue to go on with backpacks for kids, and last year we were doing 153 packs a week for Lake City Schools Elementary, Middle, and High School. We were really rolling. And then in 2018, we even added another ministry on. Some of you might even remember this one. This is Open Table, and that was the training of adults to form a small group around somebody or a family 
who had experienced a pretty significant setback in their life and they needed help in order to get back on their feet. We most recently have been working with a family, in fact, this is our fourth family, who really had experienced significant financial setbacks. Husband and wife, four children, and they needed a place to live. They had been renting for years, but every time the rent went up, they had to move farther and farther away from the school. And it was affecting their marriage, and it was affecting their children. And Community Hope was able to come alongside with volunteers, again, from our community, one from your church here, and we were able to begin meeting with this family every week for an hour, and by setting goals that they themselves had identified, and by doing some financial work, establishing new lifestyle patterns, this family has now been able, or they are working on becoming homeowners for the first time. That was 2018 we started that new ministry. In 2019, we partnered with Friends Ministry, and we were able to uh, purchase a home that needed to be demolished, so then we could then uh, build a new home on that property. And at the same time, we're mentoring this family who needs a house. It's amazing how God works. Before you know it, we are working with this family to actually become the homeowners of this brand new place that they could call home. They moved in last October as renters. They've been renting in that house for the past year, and now we are anticipating at the end of this month, maybe the first week in November, they will have closed on their mortgage to become homeowners of that place. And you know what mom says? The mother in that household looked at me and she said, this has been so much more than getting a place to live. This has been a whole life makeover. They have met goals that they uh, put together for their family and for their marriage and for their kids, and they've established good places to go for new goals for the upcoming year. We'll be bringing this latest table to a close at the end of the month, but we know that those relationships will continue. This spring, 2021, we're hoping we will have identified another property that will be able to remodel the next house and that will be able to begin with the next family to help them find a place to live, to do their life makeover, but to begin to have a home of their own. We have been very blessed throughout the years in uh, Community Hope as we have been able to partner with multiple organizations, local businesses, banks, etc., who have come alongside. They have made room with, uh, for their staff to be able to have time to mentor during the day. They have uh, encouraged folks on their, uh, their employees to serve on tables, and they've helped fund us for all the different ministry work we do. But I have to tell you, <laughs> the biggest surprise for Community Hope actually happened this year in March. You remember what else was happening in March. It was the onset of the stay-at-home thing and the whole COVID business. You know, I, I know that when the history books look back on 2020, they are going to be saying things like, it was the year of COVID-19. We had economic shutdown. 
Children had to go to school virtually at home. We had that whole mask thing. You know the litany because we're still living it out. But for Community Hope, 2020 is a year that will go down in our books as a year that we were able to see God's kingdom get bigger. Think back with me to March. Remember the week that we were in shutdown? We were a couple days into that week, and I was trying to figure out how we were going to do Community Hope. We wanted to keep doing food packs. I was trying to figure out how we were going to mentor. I knew we could still work with our family. We could do that virtually. But in the middle of all that, I got a phone call from the Cadillac Area Community Foundation. And this is what they said. We have $25,000. We want to give it to Community Hope. But here's what we want you to do with it. We want you to make sure that all of the people in the Saki County who don't have enough food to eat, that they get food. Can you do it? <laughs> I remember what went through my head, but what came out of my mouth was, absolutely, we can. I had remembered just a few days before hearing through the grapevine that Rehoboth Church had been putting together some sort of a plan to bag groceries. They were being donated, and they were going to put them in the backs of people's trunks. Just kind of let the word out, put it on Facebook, and let people know. I thought, well, that's one church I could turn to. And then I had also heard within the last 24 hours that Prosper CRC, down the road a piece from you, that they really had a heart for local mission, but they hadn't identified which one it was supposed to be, what direction they were really supposed to go. I had been told from the people at the Cadillac Foundation that the, the Evangelical Presbyterian Church in Lake City was willing to help, that they, they could put their pantry to good use. They had been uh, giving folks food once a month, about 40 families, and they were willing to step that up if they had the funding to do it. And we knew we had the support of Lake City Chamber. I made two phone calls that day, one here to Rehoboth and one to Prosper. I've been in church all my life, and I have, I, I gotta tell you, church decision-making is not always really quick. But that day, two phone calls, we were done. We had three sites automatically because I got yeses from both churches immediately. Yes, we will be on the front lines of getting food to people who need food, and we'll do it every week. So, wow, here we go. An amazing thing when you see that the hope of the world really is the church. I believe this from the core of my very being. We're the people who have endless resources because of the God we serve. We're the people who have the know-how because we can go to a mighty God who can tell us how and connect us with all of the provision that we need. And we have an endless source of love within us. Because even when our well gets dry, we know where to go back to, to fill back up. 
We're a people who can walk out in faith because we do not have to fear that we won't have enough or we won't be able to do the job because our God always supplies for our every need. I want to let you know this morning that that first $25,000 that we received from the Cadillac Area Foundation to get food to all of Masaki County has more than doubled. We have been so blessed in this endeavor in order to be able to get food to people. The farmers in Masaki County, they did an incredible thing by supporting a free dairy day. Some of you will remember this because you were a part of it. But the amazing thing was, they didn't only put up the money in order to be able to get the dairy goods to pass out for one day. So much money was given that we were able to provide dairy goods for our families, at that point in time, about 400 families a week, because of the additional money they gave us to be able to buy the dairy goods with. The American Farmers Association provided us with cheese. People even from your own local congregation, farmers here, provided us with deep discounts on produce so that we could get really good food to the people who were coming through our lines. Since school has gone back into session, we've watched numbers drop a little bit in a couple of the other pantries, but Rehoboth has remained pretty steady. You have a unique location. You draw from people coming out of Cadillac but you draw from people right here in this area, folks who can't get clear over to Lake City, who are on the wrong end of the county to get to Prosper. You really are uniquely and perfectly located for providing food to people who need it. Out of the 140-ish families that you see each week, about 25% of the people who come through are senior citizens. And so we are helping all generations and we're watching it actually change our church. I've been overwhelmed, actually, <laughs> with the love that has poured out of the volunteers who serve in all of these churches who are doing pantries. You know, I think something happened for you and me back last March. I think the Lord did a work of revelation he opened your eyes, and he opened my eyes, and he opened our hearts to see the people we live with, the people that you and I go down the street and go past and don't think we know, the people who live around the corner a couple miles away, or maybe they live 15 miles away, but we see them because our paths cross, we just have never known how deep their need has been for something as basic as food. And so I want to thank you, Rehoboth Church, because when I called one phone call here, you said yes, and you didn't hesitate. And after the first two or three times that you did this, Here's what I heard back. Our hearts are changing. We're praying with people who come through the line. Oh my gosh, we know some of these folks. They live down the street from us and around the corner. 
My goodness, there are a lot of big families who need food. I heard stories about people who had previously were trying to make a decision on whether they were going to fix their car or they are going to put food on their table until they found out there was a pantry close by that they could go to and they didn't have to make that decision anymore. They could get their vehicle fixed and they could still eat. I heard about families who came through the line and filled up their car with food and with great relief went home and they found out that their neighbor didn't have enough to eat and so they shared what they got. There has been deep gratefulness. Yes, there have been the thank yous that you have heard as people have gone through the line, but there have been handwritten notes. There has been a letter or two. There have been homemade gifts given to volunteers from the people who have collected food. There has just been a deep sense of Christ's overwhelming love and hope that we are not alone in this, but indeed we are together. I'd like to pause for a moment and just ask that anybody here this morning who's been involved with your pantry in any way, shape, or form, that you would stand up. Maybe you were somebody who was on the organizational team Maybe you were the mission outreach team or the consistory or whoever it was who had to say yes. Maybe you're the one who picks up the food on whatever day on Thursdays. Maybe you pass it out. Maybe you bag it. But I'd like to take just a moment and ask you to stand so that we can say thank you. Will you stand, please? There are a whole lot of you. Thank you. Can we give them a round of applause? You know, I, I have been amazed at how many dollars have flooded in and continue to come in to pay for food that we need uh, so that we can continue to feed families. And I know some of those dollars have belonged to you. And so I want to thank you for the ways that you have continued to support Community Hope and therefore Rehoboth and other pantries uh, to be able to provide food. I know that what the enemy desired in COVID-19 was to divide people, to hurt people, to destroy families, to produce loss. But I also know that what the Lord has brought out of COVID-19 are deeply compassionate hearts, eyes that have been opened to the needs right around the corner. And he has brought out tremendous and deep love from you folks and from many others to make sure that people's basic needs are met. I look forward to what the rest of 2020 will bring. I am immensely grateful to be able to do it in partnership with you. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. So I could so resonate with what you said because when you said they called you and said, hey, can you uh, do the 25, can you feed people? And you said, absolutely. I think that was the word that I used when you called. Um, and I, I had just for a split second I, after I hung up, I said, oh, 
But, uh, you know, I, the only thing I would share about that is um, the reason I said absolutely no problem we're in is, first of all, because I know who God is, an almighty, powerful, awesome God that would equip us to do whatever, and I knew you. So thank you so much for being a part of what Jennifer has portrayed and um, what we'll continue to do and be in the future. So um, we have the privilege of hearing from uh, Jeremy Snyder now. He's a director at Friends Ministry. And Jeremy has been there a whopping huge long time. Yeah, four months. Yeah, but it was a privilege to um, spend some time with him, get to know him a little bit better, and the ministry as well. And I know that we have a number of people who, who volunteer there. I know when I walked in, I saw Zoe. It was just really a great thing. So, um, Rich, blessing to have you with us this morning and hear more about Friends Ministry. So. Well, good morning. Yes, I, I've been there a whole four months, so I am obviously the best person to tell you everything that goes on there. Uh, uh, obviously, I'll be brief because I've only been there four months. So I uh, appreciate uh, people that do come and, and help there and work there. Uh, Zoe is, is my go-to. Uh, Zoe and Ann are secretaries. There's a lot of times where I'm just, you know, what do I do next? Oh, I, I'm supposed to sign this? Oh, okay. Like I, I'm still learning. It's been a lot. Of, it's been great, though. Um, so I, you know, I, I can't speak a whole lot about the ministry, but I, I just want to kind of share, maybe you know Friends Ministry, uh, you knew Mark Mortensen, he retired after 21 years of being the director there, uh, but you might not have a clue who I am. So I just kind of want to share maybe a little bit of who I am and what that led to, to me to consider Friends Ministry and then how we uh, can work together uh, in that role. Uh, we, uh, my wife and I, we've been married for 14 years. We have uh, four kids, uh, Audrey, Wyatt, Waylon, and Ivy, and we also ha- do foster care. Uh, so we started with a, a placement. Uh, it's been almost two years ago now. And then uh, so happened that the parents got pregnant again, and we had another baby. And so we took her in in September, and then uh, they had another baby and they, <laughs> in September. And actually, I just want to share that because it's awesome because uh, I'm going to book it out of here, and we're going to go pick him up from the hospital today uh, after he's been detoxing for a couple of weeks. So that's awesome. Um, but uh, I've also served in, in different ministries. I've been a part of uh, camp ministry. I've been a part of pastoral ministry. Uh, I also work alongside with friends now. I, I work with a group called Workplace Chaplains. Uh, I go into area businesses and just be able to create relationships with the employees there. You might have known Kathy Vanna did that beforehand. I took over one of her places, actually, and just be able to uh, serve in that role and be able to just meet people where they're at. And it's a great opportunity to do that. And so uh, my life has been just trying to seek out what God has for me and the work that he has for me to accomplish. And it's fitting that that Pastor Kevin mentioned uh, Matthew 5. That was I told him, like, you're taking my notes. We meet before, met beforehand. Uh, Matthew 5 uh, uh, let your light, light shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Uh, just an opportunity to always seek out what God's will is for our life. That's for all of us. It's not this, uh, you know, this is the idea of good works. And we, we don't base our salvation off of works, obviously, but God has these things for us. It's used uh, throughout Scripture. Uh, Ephesians talks about good works prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Uh, Colossians, Paul tells us to, to work as unto the Lord and not unto man. Um, James, James talks about, you know, you say you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith. Uh, apart from works, I'll show you my faith by my works. Uh, there's these opportunities that have just shaped my life and hopefully opportunities to, to uh, serve and to, to be a part of this kingdom process, this kingdom building. And so Friends Ministry, when that came along and I stepped into that role, it's just been a great fit 
to, to kind of use everything that I've gone through and that's a culmination of those things uh, to, to serve now at Friends Ministry. Uh, for those of you uh, that are familiar with Friends, we have three thrift stores uh, between Marion and Everett and Lake City. Uh, we uh, have one donation center in Lake City, so you drop off your stuff there, then we distribute it to the other locations. Uh, that then goes to support a lot of what we do uh, in other areas of ministry. So we're able to, the funds that we take uh, from the donations that you guys give go directly back into the community to be able to support staff, but also support the needs uh, that come through our doors. Uh, we have a six acre community garden, uh, just a giant fenced in garden. Uh, it's one of those things where I was very adamant when I was getting hired on, like I'm not a green thumb. This is not my thing, and it became my thing because I had to learn how to do it. So it's been a learning curve, and that's wrapping up for this season. So I finally get to, to take a deep breath and, and move on to the next thing. Again, ask, what, asking Zoe, you know, what do I what do I do now? What's what's next um, as we're as we're learning? But uh, the, the garden is just a great opportunity to to build into people. Uh, we have community plots available for those that don't have the yard space themselves, uh, but want to have a garden. They can come and use uh, sections of the land that we have. Uh, but we also just have. Uh, produce and, and greenhouses and that that we sell in our hoops or sell on our, our road stand and just uh, again offer to our community uh, fresh produce. Um, if, if you're familiar with the area and you know especially Lake City where we're at, uh, after Foster's closed there was a time where you couldn't get fresh produce nearby and so I mean just be able to serve those needs uh, for people to, to have healthy food available to them. Uh, we do a lot of crisis relief. People come into the streets, uh, Zoe and Ann will meet uh, often as they come in uh, they need food, they need vouchers to, for clothes in the thrift store, um, the repairs on their vehicle, gas cards, uh, utility bills paid, just resources for, for different things. Uh, the other day, uh, just helping out with uh, resumes. You just never know the need that somebody comes in with, but they come in, they're looking for help, and they come and choose us to, to find that, help, that need uh, met. Uh, sometimes the need's too big. Sometimes we can't quite give enough money to pay it all off. And so then we offer uh, burger labor contracts. And so uh, during the summer months when the garden is, is in business, uh, people can come work in the garden. They can pull weeds or plant or, or harvest whatever the thing is that we're doing that day. They can come and, and earn and get a sense of value that they can come and, and earn their, their, their uh, contract and be able to pay off these, these bills. Uh, and that's just such a great point to talk with people. I, I'm not a big upfront talker like this, but if I'm working alongside somebody, it's just a great opportunity to have conversations and to, to get them in the door and to, to help serve their need while also building a relationship with them. We do a lot of miscellaneous things. Um, we, we'll get cars donated. We'll fix them up and make sure they're running so we can sell them to people that, uh, that are, have needs. We sell firewood. Uh, we have uh, temporary equipment if there's ever a need. Uh, we have wheelchairs and crutches and walkers and th stuff available that somebody who might not know where to go to find those things, they can come to us and we can supply those things. Um, helping Hands. Uh, this year has been uh, different. Uh, a lot of times with our Helping Hands projects, they'll come from outside. Churches will come in and, and provide uh, the support, uh, the labor to provide uh, needed repairs on homes in the area, uh, whether it be uh, a handicap ramp or, or new windows or painting or a new roof or um, anything like that, if there's a need there, uh, then we can actually uh, just get these teams together and take care of that need. And with all these things, I think you know, it's true with uh, what uh, Jennifer and what Bridget shared, it's the idea of providing community. Uh, we see it often where people come into these situations and they are 
they're devastated. They don't know where to go. Uh, they don't know, have anywhere else to turn. Uh, a lot of their family structures are, are not safe. Uh, they're, they're struggling to know where to go next. And so we've had many times where people come in the door uh, in tears, uh, not knowing how to pay that bill, not knowing what to do uh, in certain situations. And to see them change when we were able to provide a little bit of help to take the weight off their shoulders uh, is such a great relief. Um, and, and then to see them when they, after they have that need met to come back because they find something different about coming to us. It's a, a sense of purpose that we give them, the, the sense of identity, uh, a sense of hope and, and community, I think is above all just, the, the, it's funny, the amount of people that just come looking for conversations. They just want to talk to somebody. They don't have people necessarily in their life. They just want to have somebody, some connect. Uh, I think people are so greatly missing that sense of community. So, and they're, they're lost and they feel alone, and they need to have, have a place to turn to. Um, you know, as I said, you know, we, I took over four months ago. That would have been May. Um, right after things started opening up again, it was definitely um, a God thing. Usually you don't take over uh, such a multifaceted ministry, whatever, right after a pandemic um, and take on this role like, well, I'm just going to keep pursuing whatever this is. God must be doing something here. And so um, there's still many unknowns. We don't really know where... Uh, things are going to go next, uh, you know, as we look at how, how things have changed and, and our numbers and how we can serve people, uh, we're still just trying to figure out what we're doing. <laughs> but I, I'm figuring out what I'm doing. I'll, I'll make, maybe other people know. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's only, <laughs> I'm still new. Um, but, man, we, one thing that I've seen and one thing that I've, um, I guess, as I talk to you guys and would hope to see is, is just more community involvement. Um, with our Helping Hands programs, like I said, a lot of outside churches will come in and provide the support for these things. And after uh, the pandemic came in, all these churches had to cancel their events. And so uh, they were not allowed, not able to come up and perform the work that was there. And that doesn't mean the work went away. We still had many phone calls this summer, people wanting uh, different jobs done, and we just weren't able to supply uh, the help for that, and not for all of them. And so we need help. We need people in this uh, like you guys have stepped up for the, the food pantry. We need people that uh, are willing to help their neighbor when they have that need. And when we uh, are looking to build that, so that local support, um, not just for the work to get done. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the work can get done and a church will come up and it's great for that church. They had that time of, of ministry with their, their youth group or whoever came, but they, they shake the homeowner's hand and they walk away. We need, we need churches that are willing to, to step into these roles in these difficult situations and be able to to then take that next step with them. They need that, that invite to church. They need that, that, uh, that gospel. They need to hear the good news of Jesus. They need to, to see, uh, uh, give opportunities for them to, to, to come into fellowship with Jesus Christ. And so just as we uh, continue on, I just hope to continue to engage local churches. Um, as Mark, always, Mark told me as I was coming on, like we are the, the arm of the church. We're here to kind of help facilitate and help get people out and active. And I just hope that we can uh, continue to see uh, lives changed, uh, see uh, people reached for the, God, for the good news of Jesus Christ uh, through uh, area churches like you guys, uh, just willing to come in and uh, take steps to, to help uh, alleviate the needs of others in our community. But thank you. So again, a thank you to uh, all three of you. Um, 
Bridget and Jennifer and Jeremy, thanks so much for coming this morning and sharing with us and for the partnerships that we've had and that will continue to foster and grow in the future. So three different um, ministries serving one incredible God, bringing and being hope in a lost and hurting world. So we're so incredibly thankful. They're going to be available um, after worship in the gathering center. There's a table straight ahead. They'll be there to answer any questions that you have. And um, if you want to engage and be a part of that ministry, volunteering in other ways, um, tremendous opportunity. And it's one of the things that we have as a privilege of Rehoboth. We have a mission conference. We're starting this week. We have a goal of $40,000. And um, what that's going to do is be an incredible resource that we're going to um, parse out. The mission conference is going to look at that and figure out, and, and not figure out, but be led in terms of how we're going to be able to partner with these ministries and others in the future. So incredible opportunities all around us always. And I want to thank um, all of you for um, being led by God's Spirit and being a part of those ministries already and then what that will look like in the future. So um, we are uh, going to have the privilege to uh, give of our regular tithes and offerings and then also to the mission conference. Um, Kathy explained that at the service better than I can. There's two different... um, collection receptacles, whatever that would be out there. Um, Scott said he would be by the uh, the metal containers for mission conference, and then we have baskets for regular gifts, tithes, and offerings. So um, I'd like to offer up a word of prayer before we praise God and close. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the privilege and opportunity to be in ways, of oh God, that um, works far beyond um, our eyes. So we heard that in the story of Alex and Kim, life resources, making more than a, a, a difference in, in, in Lord, a, a pregnancy, but, but in a life, a life of a child and a life together in the hope that that means and that brings. All the things that um, Community Hope's been a part of from providing a home and and bringing the essentials of food. For Jeremy, for all of the different ways in which Friends Ministry has been a part and engaged in people's lives, all bringing hope simply by being who it is that you created, redeemed, gifted, and called them to be. Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for the partnership. And we pray, O Lord, that we'd continue to be that hope in a profound and a wonderful way. Show us, O God who it is that you're calling us to be and who we can be simply because of your presence inside. In your holy and in your precious name we pray. Amen.